0: You well-
1: With your host, Ed Bondarenka, our goal is to provide a platform for a discussion of pro-life, pro-Christian, and pro-American constitutional principles in the light of current and historical events. America, bless God.
2: Good afternoon. Welcome to your American Heritage. Once again, where we talk about the two things you're not supposed to. Religion and politics. I am Ed Bondarenka, and I'm not your normal fluffy insurrectionist. Thank you, Sean. I appreciate that. So uh, I'll be your host today. Please fasten your seatbelts. do any left-wing philosophy in the trash bin of history. And the show is produced by Derek Stone, the hardest-working man in radio. He's also the host of Stone Cold Sports, Sundays at noon 30, where he's been doing some really nice reviews of previous podcasts you know, sportscasts from the past, okay? And so it's really interesting, historical stuff uh, to, to listen to as far as sports, really, as some of the stuff from our youth. And uh, then he's right after my friend Sean Todd, The Rock and Rev on The Intersection. It's a good show. You ought to listen to it. It's uh,
0: not your normal fluffy Christian
2: show. And I recommend you listen to the podcasts of all the previous shows, this show, other shows. You, know, you may not have heard them, you may not have heard of everything, uh, you may want to catch up on what you might have missed, uh, go to Spotify, Google Podcasts, any of those, search for Your American Heritage and subscribe, or go to whamradio.com and click on the podcast tab, share them with your friends, okay? So, let's open in prayer. <sighs> Father, this nation Founded on principles found in your word, the Bible, is in danger once again. Our nation is strayed from those principles. The government that claims to represent us does not ref- reflect those principles. I hope and pray that the government isn't truly representative of the American people. It's my belief that the majority of Americans are decent people and moral people. who are tolerant. But I pray that the American people would lose their tolerance of shameful, despicable behavior. I pray that the American people would rise up and remove those from power that attempt to shove this down our throats or throats in the name of fairness and equity. Father, we find ourselves beset by enemies, both foreign and domestic. Please lead us and guide us in defeating these enemies. Please help us. And please help us with this broadcast and help it to further your goals. Amen. I'd like to play something for you.
3: If my people only pray, return from sin.
2: That's a song by Chris Tomlin. I make no bones about it. I believe that at this point, the only thing that can help this country is by turning our hearts to God and the God of Christianity, the God of Abraham, Jacob, and Isaac. This country was founded on biblical principles. You know, by the way, I'd like to mention a TV series to you, as long as I'm getting all religious on you. It's a TV series called The Chosen. I highly recommend this series. It's 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 about the it's about the gospels. It's a representation of the gospels, but it's amazing on so many levels. It's like the most approachable, enjoyable portrayal of the gospel I have ever seen. You'd like it even if you weren't a Christian because it's so much fun. Like watching Peter, you know, he's He's the fisherman who, you know, becomes the apostle and the disciple. And we see these beginnings of him as basically a con man fisherman who's out to bend the rules so that he can feed his family and the turnaround that he gets upon meeting Jesus. There's Matthew, the tax collector. I mean, it's portrayed so realistically, the outcast. And and they even show him as slightly autistic. You pick up on that, It's, it's really good. And then the Romans, the Romans are a real trip when you watch them and their discussions with the Jews. And basically, they just they just want to make everything work, but they'll break a few heads to make it work. Now it's it's, it's pretty good. There's some liberty there, but I I suggest you watch it. You you, need, you can watch it for free, and it's amazing the way it was produced. It's like the most um, most dollars spent on a GoFundMe. And that's how they got the money to produce this. And they, they, they had no guarantees and they just launched into it. And it, you can get this phone app called uh, The Chosen. And you can watch it for free on this phone app. And I think it's like the most popular phone app in the world right now. So I just wanted to tell you all that because it's good and you need to know. And there you go. Well, the phone number is 734-822-1600 there. I didn't botch it that time. It's really easy when you pre-record it. So it's day 164 of the coup. The president was selected by electors who were not legally chosen according to the constitution, whose certification was not properly challenged by the men and women that we chose to represent us. And yet they did not. They didn't. They didn't challenge it. And so constitutionally, Joseph Biden is president of the United States because of the way we do things here. Control of the Senate has been stolen by electoral fraud. And the Supreme Court that was to be our recourse has found itself unable to help. There are great powers that are using all this to overthrow the Constitution and implement their dominion over us. So once again, we need to turn to God for, you know, for support. We need to encourage each other and strengthen each other to do that. Uh, We need to support each other. We need to support those who are running for office to do good. There are people who are running for office to do good. And we're going to get into, uh, there's an organization that Cindy Hollander runs, and we're going to talk about that, that vets people in the primaries, and we're going to have her on shortly. So that's one of the purposes of the show, to encourage and strengthen and provide a platform for those who would help us to reclaim our nation. I want to talk to you about somebody. This is really fun. I read this guy, I read about this guy, and I thought I'd share it because this is an American. Okay. <laughs> Airman Snuffy. Now, this guy was in World War II and he won the Congressional Medal of Honor. And I want to tell you how he did this. It's so impressive. So, <clears throat> for decades, Air Force military training military training instructors, have been using the example of an Airman Snuffy in preparing new trainees for the active Air Force. So he or she is your average everyday Airman working in the Air Force. Snuffy's sometimes an instructional figure showing young recruits how to do things or now how how not to do things. So the real Airman Snuffy, Maynard Smith, was both of those things and more. For instance, and I got all this from military.com if you want to look it up, Airman Snuffy. When Smith was notified that he was awarded the Military Medal of Honor, the Congressional Medal of Honor, he was on KP duty as punishment, all right? So the guy's getting the Congressional Medal of Honor and he's on KP duty. So that, that can be more illustrative of his military career. Smith might be the first person to earn a nickname in both real and military lore. In the civilian world, this is interesting. In the civilian world, he was a rich, entitled brat, living off an inheritance during World War II. When he got busted by the courts for failure to support a child, the judge told him, go to jail or go in the army. So in 1942, he enlisted and volunteered to be an aerial gunner. Why? Why? Because Aero Gunners got an automatic promotion to an NCO rank and the pay that comes with it. What's interesting is nobody wanted to fly with Smith. Not because it was one of the most dangerous jobs of World War II, but because Smith was not a great airman. He wasn't somebody he wanted to be around. Yet. He hated taking orders. He displayed a total disrespect for younger men of any rank. He was just as spoiled in the Army Air Forces as he ever was a civilian. Now he's just getting paid for it. He was stubborn and belligerent. So it took a full six weeks before he ever flew a combat mission over occupied France. Along the way, he earned the nickname Snuffy after Snuffy Smith from Barney Google and Snuffy Smith, the comic strip. You may have seen it. Snuffy was a shiftless and bad-tempered character and had no ambition other than to live his lonesome life his way just like Maynard Smith, so. Smith's first mission came on May 1st, 1943. The target was the U-boat Pens over Saint-Nazaire, France, a place nicknamed Flak City by USAF Airmen for the sheer volume of anti-aircraft fire that American B-17 bombers took over the city. But their bombing run happened without incident. The Germans didn't even really send fighters up to intercept them. After two hours after dropping their bombs, They were approaching what they thought was the coast of England, but they were surprised to be met with heavy anti-aircraft fire. It turns out the navigator, the lead plane, got it wrong, and it led them to Brest, France. The skies turned into flak, and the planes fought their way to safety as the Luftwaffe fighters began to tear their way to the B-17 bomber formations. Smith's bomber got the worst of the German attack. Nazi guns ripped through the fuel tanks and started a massive fire in the aircraft. Meanwhile, two other crewmen were wounded and three more bailed out. Communications inside the plane were inoperable. And also inoperable was Snuffy Smith's ball turret. You know, that that uh, globe that goes around with the 50-cal machine guns in it. So he got he got out and started cracking jokes and began tending to the wounds of his fellow crewmen. As he worked to save their lives, he realized the aircraft was still under attack and he was the only one left to defend it. There was also a massive fuel-fed fire aboard. So the next thing he did was grab a fire extinguisher and start fighting the fire in the tail section. That's when German planes started shooting his B-17 again, a stark reminder that he had a lot to do. Smith manned the port side 50 caliber and then the starboard one keeping the fighters at bay, running back and forth between guns. And to facilitate fighting the fire, Smith began tossing everything that was both on fire and not tied down out the side of the plane, which was a lot easier to do now that there was a giant hole in the aircraft. Between taking shots at Nazi fighter planes and checking on his crew, he used the fire extinguisher's aboard to put out the fire. When that didn't work, he used all the water. And when that didn't work... He urinated on the fire in the middle of an intense airborne firefight. The plane wouldn't land in England for another hour and 20 minutes. Smith finally managed to smother the flames with clothing, but the plane broke in half upon touchdown. Airman Snuffy and the crew of their B-17, along with every other bomber in the formation, had fought over Brest France for 90 minutes. Maynard Smith was brought off of KP duty so he could receive his Medal of Honor. At least seven planes went down there, and 93 airmen died in the grim melee. Two of the planes that made it back to England never flew again, and one of those was Smith's. The three men who bailed out of his plane were never seen again. The pilot of that plane told all incredulous ears that Maynard Snuffy Smith was totally and solely responsible for the return of the aircraft and the lives of everybody aboard. He was the second person in Europe to be awarded the Medal of Honor during World War II and up to that point, he was the only one who survived what it took to earn it. This was written by Blake Stilwell and it's in military.com. I was so impressed with that. I just wanted to share you that bit of American heroism with you. So, oh, Let's see now. By the way, I want you to know that um, I was supposed to have a guest on today, so I'm kind of flying it by ear here, seat of my pants myself, trying to put out all the fires and keep the enemy machine guns at bay. Uh, The guest that I was supposed to have is going to show up at Moment of Clarity, and so we get to do that again. So, uh, let's see. What else is happening around here? Stuff. There must be something going on. Oh, yeah, my friend Angry Tom. Thomas Catterall. He was born on the 4th of July. It's his birthday tomorrow, and I just thought I'd play this for him.
0: I'm a Yankee Doodle dandy. Yankee Doodle do or
3: die. A
0: real live nephew of my Uncle Sam. Born on the 4th of July. I've got a Yankee Doodle sweetheart. She's my Yankee Doodle joy. Yankee Doodle came to London just to ride the ponies. I am that Yankee Doodle boy. He's a Yankee Doodle dandy. It's a Yankee Doodle a Yankee Doodle A real life, everyone in the
2: road You know, if you've never seen Yankee Doodle Dandy with Jimmy Cagney, you really need to see it. It's a it's a fantastic movie, very enjoyable, very intangible, but a great American. Um, composer uh, who wrote Yankee Doodle Dandy. So, uh, once again, if you want to call in, the number is... Well, I turned down the volume, so you won't hear that. Let's try that again. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Playing live. Well, the phone number is 734-822-1600. You'd think by now I'd get it right. So, um, interesting things about... This weekend, the anniversary of uh, the 4th of July, Independence Day, as we prefer to call it, Um, see, Thomas Jefferson and John Adams both died on Independence Day in 1826, which was the 50th anniversary of the Declaration of Independence. Now, how's that for coincidence, eh? That's, I don't think there's such a thing as coincidence, to be honest with you. I think there's things that God works out just to let us know he's around so Derek is typing furiously to tell me that there's somebody on the phone and I'm waiting furiously to find out who it is and he's smiling at me as he hears me say all this and he's about to hit enter and send and oh surprise it's Joe from Wyandotte with a fourth of July movie recommendation well Joe welcome to the show
4: My friend, Ed. (laughs) Uh, Since you mentioned a movie at the top, I figured I'd call and discuss a 4th of July related movie. It's one I dig out every 4th of July and rewatch. It's a Zucker film, which is the guy who did the airplane movies. And this one, too, has... Leslie Nielsen in it he uses a wonderful comedic self in it and it's a comedy but it's supposed to be a parody but like the movie Idiocracy it proved to be prescient because the Democrats trying to turn us into Idiocracy just like this film An American Carol which we've discussed before like A Christmas Carol mocks how the left is trying to destroy the 4th of July. And it's about a Mikey moron type fake documentary maker being visited by ghosts or spirits, not ghosts in this case, but spirits trying to show him the error of his ways. And it's a really good Movie. It's a lot of fun. It's it's funny, but have a box of tissue. I cry every time I see it. The nine eleven scene at the church. You're gonna cry. <laughs> but, but you've seen this movie, right?
2: I went to the theater to see it. I remember bits and pieces of it, but I think I'm going to have to watch it again. I uh, I just uh, I just resubscribed to, uh, Amazon Prime. Last night, because, heck, my quitting Amazon didn't seem to pinch them financially as much as I'd hoped it would when they, <laughs> uh, you know, toasted parlor. So, uh, yeah, there's movies I want to see like that. And I'm glad you mentioned it.
4: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Again, I am American Carol for people who missed the title the first time. I, coincidentally, since you mentioned Amazon, I just watched The Tomorrow War.
2: And Which don't an give it away, original. that's what I signed up to sure. watch. That's why I signed up for Amazon. I'm only halfway through it. I don't want to hear the ending. La, 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 la.
4: Yeah, no, no spoilers. I'm just saying, you know, it's, you know, because that just came out for the fourth. It's an Amazon original. I do not subscribe to Amazon, though. I
1: illegally stream it
4: i didn't just say that <laughs> that's why i biden whispered it <laughs> but also i know you know i saw just the other day coincidentally looks because i have no desire to see fast nine but i wanted to see what other movies were out for the weekend and lo and behold kelsey Grammer. He's He's been rather obscure these days. He had one out earlier in the year where he played an aged rock star. That was a really fun and enjoyable movie. And he's got one out now called The God Committee, and it is really interesting. It's about a, uh, without major spoilers, it's about a committee. They call it, obviously, The God Committee, hence the title that determines who does or does not get heart transplants. And that's mm. about all I'll say other than, wow, this movie is deep. There, You know, there'll be issues that you may not like and agree with in the movie, but the fact that it deals with, the, you know, the gray matter between the black and white, things are not cut and dry, and a lot of good things come from hard, bad choices and decisions we have to make and likewise politically you know good intentions don't always work out either a lot of bad things can happen from good intentions but uh so if you're going to go to the show i recommend that one uh if you're going to stream i recommend an american carol first tomorrow war will be showing for some time to come
5: yeah hey uh
2: before you go uh, for one, did you, have you seen the chosen?
4: No, I have not seen it, but I did write it down on my list of things to look up. I, am sure I will be able to see it on my, uh, Amazon again. I did buy a fire stick and jail broke it. And that's what I'm streaming things with. I'm sure I'll be able to find it there.
2: Well, it's free. You don't have to, it's free. You can get it on your phone, but. You know there, there's there's many ways of getting it. Uh, VidAngel.com is a place to go for it. I I, I just maybe you have caught on that I highly recommend this series. It's just it's just wonderful <laughs> to watch. The very first one is just amazing. I mean they're all amazing. I'm sorry, but they're some some are more amazing than others. Well, thanks for calling, Joe. I appreciate it.
4: All right, take care, my brother. God bless. Love you.
2: Happy Independence Day. So uh, let's see now. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Movies. Oh, oh yeah. Speaking of which, Independence Day. That's when we celebrate uh, Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum defeating an alien invasion of the world. They uh, they managed to with a computer virus, with a virus they, <laughs> they defeated aliens attacking America and other countries. I thought uh, we just had them now to stop the alien invasion at our southern border, huh? That's what we need. So um, there's always that. Uh, Let's see. So, Derek, what's the phone number if people should want to call in after the break? 734-822-1600. You do that so much better than I do, sir. Thank you. So, uh, let's see now. There's other things that are going on. Uh, Independence Day, I want to discuss that. Uh, This is the true American holiday of freedom, not that imposter, June 19th. So why don't you come on back after the break and we'll talk about it. See you then. Say. Hey. Yes, indeed. Turn up the radio, you know, let freedom ring. That's what we're all about here at Wham. All the all the station uh, shows here, uh, even the financial shows are promoting financial freedom. Right. So we want religious freedom. We want freedom of speech. We want freedom of behavior within within the rules that uh, have been set forth. So and I don't mean by this government either. right? I want to listen to our friend Ron Edwards. uh He's got something to say about the 4th of July.
1: Once again, we in the United States of America recognize and celebrate Independence Day. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, the founding fathers and many others wanted to establish what would be a new type of nation where men would be freed from the constant threat of tyranny and abuses and decrees. The men of 1776 also established the recognition of our inalienable rights and a society that recognized the blessing of seeking providential guidance. They understood that the vision of greatness they envisioned for this republic would only become reality and remain so if, and I mean if, we the people sought to be good and teach those worthy principles to each succeeding generation. Today there are many who appreciate and will celebrate this land of liberty, on the other hand. Because of endless indoctrination of students, unforgiveness of past sins, there are now legions amongst us who would rather see us enslaved under communism. To that I say, no way, Jose. And those of us who appreciate this republic, let us reestablish our one nation under God with liberty and justice, this time for all. I'm Ron Edwards,
3: Ron Edwards, the new voice of America.
1: That
2: was so coincidental. The topic he chose for the Ron Edwards notebook that I just thought I should play that because it, it fully fits the the weekend celebration. I, it's just an odd coincidence. So, um, and it's you know all I can say to that is preach it, brother. The guy the guy nailed it. So um, let's see now something Fourth of July related. If we do our part, if we do this together,
4: by July the 4th, there's a good chance you, your families and friends will be able to get together in your backyard or in your neighborhood and have a cookout and
2: a barbecue and celebrate Independence Day. That doesn't mean large events. Yes, it does, Joe. It means large events. It means real large events because sales of hot dogs, um, hamburger, buns, Everything to make a a picnic, a barbecue celebration with families through the roof right now. So uh, people have had it. People have had it with the lies. People have had it with the COVID nonsense. People have had it with the restraints and restrictions put on by their government, uh, by the harsh mistress, the harsh governance we have. And we're opening back up. And I really trust we won't be shut down again. I don't think we're going to be fooled. I won't play the who for you right now. But I don't think we're going to be fooled again. It won't be the same boss. The new boss, same as the old boss. So, thank you for joining us. You're back with um, your American heritage. I almost said moment of clarity. So, um, and like I said, thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming back. We want to talk about um, we want to talk about the Fourth of July. We want to talk about independence, American history, things that happened on this uh, this date in history. Why it's so important to us. But uh, we have a phone call from uh, Tom from Detroit right now, and uh, I'd like to hear what Tom has to say. Derek, would you please introduce us to Tom?
0: Hi. Uh, Yeah, you know, speaking of the 4th of July and, uh, you know, our independence, you know, free men and, uh, you know, living, you know, for their own sake, you know, according uh, to the, uh, you know, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. At any rate, uh, you know, with all... (laughs) Okay, I, there's a news story now, and they there was uh, some, and uh, these armed people, they police chased them into the woods, they pulled them over or something, and they're, uh, news stories, they're heavily armed and they're in the woods, and these are, are people that don't believe that the uh, U.S. laws apply to them, and, uh, it You know, and I mean, I've studied quite a bit of that stuff in the past and, you know, without going into it in detail, you know, uh, you know, that I, I believe the court, we don't have Article three courts, but let me leave it there. But, you know, uh, General Flynn, now he's an insider. He was, you know, he got framed by the FBI and everything for being, you know, uh, Trump nominated him for uh, the intelligence Uh you know, security advisor, mm-hmm. uh, he, he but he's been saying he thinks he said he's convinced that some really heavy stuff is coming out about this Arizona audit and that we need to be basically watching for a false flag that the, the we these people that stole the election, they're backed into the corner and they're going to need things to push it off of the front page and they think it's going to be a false flag. It, well, he thinks it. He doesn't think it'll be 9/11, but it's it's going to be something significant. Now, there was recently a uh, a guy who got shot. He was a hero. A uh, he, uh, police officer was shot. He he shot the perpetrator, but then the the cop's uh, partner shot him. And. You know, I'm wondering if that was supposed to be bigger. I, I'm just speculating. But these guys running into the woods, I'm wondering, you know, usually these groups, they're headed up by FBI. You know, FBI <laughs> goes out on. and solicits people, like the Michigan, the Michigan Capture the Governor uh, group that's still locked up, as far as I know. Uh, that I'm, I've been told their ringleader, the guy, is an FBI informant, and he isn't charged. But. I mean, if we want to keep our independence, we got to. Alex Jones thinks it's going to be a black. He thinks it's going to. It's all about white supremacy. So he thinks it's got. They're going to get some, you know, mind controlled with psychiatric drugs, uh, low grain moron to to go in and and shoot up a black church. Uh, basically, he said, you know, be watchful. Make sure you know what's going on around you. You know, you should be packing. But
2: you know, I was I, I was going to mention yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to mention, you know, the Michigan uh, militia or whatever whoever those guys were, attempt to take on uh, governess Whitmer. And you know, the, you mentioned that. it's it's true. I mean, how much of that how much of that was false flag and attempt to make uh, uh, honest patriots look like uh, look like clowns or or insurrectionists, or, hey, speaking of insurrection. You know, Washington on the 6th of January, you know, the insurrection, the attempt to overthrow the duly elected government. Well, the only problem was the duly elected government on January 6th was the Trump administration because the Biden administration didn't get installed until 14 days later. It makes no sense at all.
0: Well, I mean, you know, like, you know, we're just we're going to have to watch and, and live it one day at a time that I I never would have believed I'd live to see the country be this divided. And the things things I'm seeing right out in the open, you know, when they can do, you know, some of the shenanigans we've been seeing right out in the open, you know, we, I mean, look at all these people that, I mean, they're burning down police stations and what have you, and, and they're not, they don't get charged or they get bailed out and the. You know, charges dropped. My understanding is these people just, you know, grandmas have walked in, you know, they were ushered into mm-hmm. the Capitol building and they're in solitary confinement without charges. And, right. you know, the double standard, it's, it's unbelievable. I never thought I'd
2: see it. Right, and uh, the one uh, lady who I think she was a grandma, you may be referring to her, I think she wouldn't be the first first uh, conviction. She got a government lawyer, and the government lawyer says, you know, its it was so Stalin-esque. It was like, if you will confess to your crime, you will get leniency. And so, you know, she had to confess to her white racism, you know what I mean, or inherent white racism. And the judge says, oh, that's nice. We'll let you do a lot less time now. It's 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 horrible. It's absolutely horrible. And ah, uh, see, do I want, I don't want to get into it right now, but boy, I hope I do before the end of this show and I've only got like 10 or 12 minutes left. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, make I guess, sure you-
0: the thing I'm thinking is false flag. The, these guys, I'm wondering, you know, if, I mean, I, I got no way of knowing, but if they were on some kind of a mission and so, somebody, you know, somebody goofed up or just, you know, uh, you know, maybe, you know, God himself, you know, had them pulled over or something, uh, you know, in a traffic stop and it had ruined the plans. The, right. You know, well, just, I've, why, I've why is the why is the whole group of guys riding around with firearms uh, <laughs> uh, and long guns in an automobile? I mean, you don't.
2: Who does that? I was listening to the news all this morning waiting for it. And when I finally heard, yeah, there, you know, some kind of extremists. I thought there's that because I was thinking, is this a bank heist? Who were these guys, you know, and then who tipped off the cops? that they were riding around who was the informant that tipped them off were they set up was it not just a false flag but were these guys urged to do it by the by fbi agents who you know basically instigated the whole thing encouraged them maybe even provided them guns and transportation and said yeah go do this and then tipped them you know tipped off the other authorities and they got picked up and there you go black eye on patriots right
0: Right. You know, and I remember back to, you know, talking about the Patriot Act itself back in 2001, you know, and we're all going, oh, no, we can't have this. This is all unconstitutional. They're going to abuse this. And then, you know, the guy, whatever, the media, oh, no, that could never happen. You know, mm-hmm. the FI- we're going to have the FISA courts. And then we have the, the they have them spying on a presidential ca- candidate and the president-elect, uh, what, you know, about 20 years later. Uh, well less than that with sixteen yeah. years later, yeah, and yeah, unbelievable,
2: yep, may you live in interesting times, right? That's the curse, so thanks for well, calling in. I appreciate okay. it Tom. Mm, I think Tom said goodbye. It's difficult when we walk over each other sometimes here, the way it's set up. I think we have a visit from Gary from Tucson, Arizona. Let's see what he has to report. Gary, hey,
5: brother. Yeah, just uh, yesterday I signed up to be precinct committeeman, so pretty soon I'll be actually involved in the Republican Party down here,
3: hey, and I'll be hold able on, to hold
5: give on. you some information about the um, audit and things like that. Uh, but I'm calling today because uh, heritage, right? Our heritage is uh, that of the human race, which is a man and a woman make a, a child have a family. You go all the way back to women's suffrage and temperance when the women decided to make their voices heard and we all celebrated with them and everything was great. Then we move on to a Helen Reddy and the I am woman, hear me roar. And then we had, uh, you know, the Spice Girls and it's girl power and woman power. But today you look around and you give girls half a chance to desert their sex and flee over to the enemy, the suppressor, men, and become a man have their genitals mutilated and have their names changed and become the enemy. So the feminist war on men has failed terribly because women are becoming men. And secondly, when you have transgender men join female uh, sports or any activity that just requires winning, someday there's going to be a saturation point where more men win per, per capita than women. So when are we going to be able to say that men make better women than women?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm so confused. I'm so confused. So, hey, well, thanks well, for yeah, stepping up point and doing
5: call.
1: your part.
2: Do, 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 do. Are you there?
5: Yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: yeah. Oh. I'm sorry. I thought maybe you hung up. So yeah, I want to I want to thank you for standing up to do your part. There, we do need Americans stepping up, getting on school boards, uh, precinct delegates. So like, we need to pe- keep people's feet to the fire and keep them straight. Thanks again.
5: Uh, oh yeah, you betcha. All right, be well, man.
2: Oh, thank you, and happy Independence Day to you. May the May the Republic persevere. Thank you. So uh let's see in lieu of not having any other callers at the moment i'd like to go back over a moment of history concerning independence day and um independence day is often thought of as the birth of the nation and many many people who don't understand our history clearly think it was the start of the revolutionary war but actually the revolutionary war started about a year earlier and uh dick kupke was uh alluding to Lexington Concord today on his show. And that's where the shot heard round the world was fired. The, the, the start of the American Revolutionary War, for all intents and purposes, that's where the first hostilities broke out. The, and I like to consider the Revolutionary War as the first civil war. Because if you look at the Civil, if you look at the Revolutionary War, there actually were Americans fight what we would call Americans, colonists fighting other colonists. Now, the colonists wanted to refer to themselves as patriots because they didn't want to see themselves as colonists anymore. But people who inhabited that area of what is now our country, there were some who were loyalists. And there were, of course, some who were patriots. And the ones who picked up arms are typically called the 3% because as I'm given to understand, only three percent of the colonists actually picked up arms against the British Empire. But that's not to say that others weren't involved. You know, many others stood behind them, gave them shelter, gave them food, gave them arms, uh, you know, supported them in many ways, paid paid money into into the uh, taxes, into the Continental Congress so that they could fund an army. And, you know, uh, the Continental Congress had to go out for a lot of loans, uh, you know, bonds to support the army because they they didn't have the money for all this. They, they were borrowing a lot to, to prosecute the war. And so there is that. And the fact of the matter is it started at Concord and Lexington where uh, a pastor— was hiding um, um, John Hancock, for one, and Samuel Adams. And they were both at his house, and the British found out about it, and they also knew that there were guns and weapons stored there, like Dick was talking about. And the British said, hey, we're going to go for the guns. And the colonists said, "Uh, no, I don't think so. So now we have an oppressive government that wants to come for the guns. And I think we're going to have to make a choice when they come for our guns as to whether we're going to say, yeah, sure, here you go. Or say, "Um, you sure you want to do this? And I think we have to, I'm not asking for people to be violent or insurrectionists, disobey the law. I'm just saying people as citizens need to make up their decision on how they're going to stand when the time comes for a stand. So I hope that wasn't so evil of me to say that. I hope that I don't get knocks on the door now. Um, My goodness, there's a very important call on the phone. I should take this one. Derek, would you put our guest on the phone, please? Hi, dear.
3: Hi. Hi there, sweetheart.
2: Happy Independence Day. What can we do for you?
3: Well, I wanted to make some comments in regards to your previous caller. He's right. If women, instead of putting their husbands and fellow American citizen men down, if they stood up and supported those men, they would be, the men would stand up stronger. If you think of oh, the miniseries, John Adams, it showed how many wives lost their husbands who fought to make this country a free country. I think that we should stand up and support our men, show them respect. And, uh, if they need our help to help them.
2: I like that thought. I mean, I, I know you do that in our personal lives as, as my wife, I appreciate the support you give me and I appreciate the support you give this show, the financial support you give this show. So, uh, I want to thank you for that also. You're, this is a, a dual effort. I might be the voice, but my wife contributes financially to this show also, And so I'd like to thank her on air. Was there anything else you wanted to say, hon?
3: Just that I love you, and I pray that everybody would really, truly appreciate the fact that we still have freedom in this country, and we need to keep it free.
5: All right.
2: Well, thanks for calling. Happy Independence Day. I'll see you later.
3: Thank you. Okay. bye <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: Bye. So, I appreciate that call. And once again, getting back to uh, Lexington and Concord, uh, things went south from there. Uh, the that was the first battle of the Revolutionary War, and it continued on. And the there was a pastor, this uh, the one who was housing Hancock and Clark, uh, Hancock and um, Adams, and. He had raised up his his congregation as a militia. These guys were all Bible-believing Christians who felt that their liberty, as provided by God, needed to be protected by their rising up in arms. And so, we do have quite the basis for our liberty, our founding, and our our um, the principles of the revolution are based. In in the gospel of Jesus Christ, and I encourage you, if you want true liberty in life, that you would uh, make it a make it a point. If you don't know him personally, to get to know Jesus Christ, he is alive. He is risen from the dead. I think it's the most amazing thing in the world that anybody's ever done is to arise for them, to arise from the dead without somebody else praying for them to be arisen from the dead. You know, he prayed for other people. Other people have prayed for other people in his name and risen people from the dead. He did it. The father raised him up and he did that so that we could be free from our sins, free from the temptations to do wrong and free enough to do right, that we would be free to do the right thing. And that's what we need in this country. That we need people to do the right thing and not be bogged down in, into prancing around in clown wigs and uh, demanding that you honor and respect them for a whole month while they do that, among many other things. So, um, let's see now, it's also the anniversary of the Battle of Gettysburg, which I'd hope to get into in a little bit of depth, because that was the turning point of the second American Civil War. And uh, it was quite an accidental battle, it was the bloodiest battle in all of the uh, Civil War as we know it, and it was a turning point in that war. And in that war, men were set free. Basically, men of color were set free. Um, Our brothers, who are uh, of a darker skin, who had been enslaved by the Democrats in the South, they had been set free because of that battle. And when people tell me, when people tell me that battle wasn't about slavery, I wonder what planet they live on and what history books they they read. Well, that's the end of this show. I'd like to to join us for a moment of clarity where we're going to carry on the conversation. Uh, Pastor Rick is, uh, is out today and I encourage you to keep him in your prayers. He's uh, under the weather. So join us shortly. Thank you again. See you next week.